0: Amen. So, again, uh, this will be available later for people to listen to uh, and to watch on both our YouTube channel, and we host all of our podcasts and previous sermons on Podbean as well. So, welcome everyone to 2021. It is very good to be with you at the first Sunday of this new year. Uh, The theme for our year is 2021 A Time to Heal. I believe this is a very appropriate, timely, much needed word, and I believe that God is calling us into this season of healing. So, that's going to be our focus. And the Lord knows and we know that we all need that uh, during this time. So Tia read for us our theme verse, which is Jeremiah 17, 14. Again, it says, heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved for you are the one that I praise. So I want to take a a look at that verse a little bit today. I want us to reflect upon uh, just where we find ourselves in the world today. And I want us to begin to enter into um, the healing, the comprehensive and complete healing that God offers to us. Now, just to give a little bit of context, as I like to do from Jeremiah chapter 17, uh, the prophet is speaking uh, to Judah, the the southern part of Israel, South Israel, if you will, after the country split. And uh, he's speaking the word of the Lord to them, but he's also speaking his prayers to the Lord. So the the Lord has spoken, and then Jeremiah responds by saying, Lord, would you heal us? Uh, Would you save us? Uh, We dedicate ourselves to worship and to praise you again. But to begin into this message today. I want to read some of what Jeremiah passed on from the Lord from chapter 17. Um, And this begins in verse verse 5 of Jeremiah 17. Just listen to these words. This is what the Lord, what Yahweh says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, whose heart turns away from God. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands, they will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. Pretty rough. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes because its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And so I believe that the prophet is talking about trusting In God, instead of trusting in ourselves or trusting in humanity or our own flesh or our own strength. So, I want to explore that uh, for a bit with you today. But if you would please, I just feel like we need to center our hearts and our minds on the presence of God so that we can hear His voice. Lord God, we welcome Your presence into our rooms, into our hearts, into our minds, into this space right now where we are considering together and exploring Your Word. And I ask, God, that You would confirm and that you would be powerfully at work in 2021 in this area of healing. God, that we might not just explore this topic together, but that we would truly experience it, even as we never have before, for ourselves, for our family, for our loved ones, and for everyone else. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So 2020 was a year when we lost our trust in a lot of things. Amen. Um, perhaps we lost trust uh, a while ago, even before 2020, but either we lost trust or it was revealed that what we put our faith in oftentimes fails us. And I I just want to talk about some examples. Um, 2020 was a year that a lot of people lost their trust in, quite frankly and honestly, our president and our government. And not everyone did. Some people lost trust in one political party or another, uh, but 2020 was a year that revealed that we're not sure who we can trust in our leadership. We're not sure what we can trust. We, many people lost their trust in the media. And again, some, some of this trust was lost prior to that, but 2020 was definitely a, a, an accelerated, exaggerated time of revealing um, just all of the ways that our systems and all of the ways that things that we thought were going to help us have failed us. And again, the, not necessarily everyone feels the same way, but I think we all have lost our trust in something. Um, we're not sure what to believe in the media anymore, am I right? With all of the misinformation and tr- ha- half-truths and lies and conspiracy theories and, and whatever spin from whatever angle you think you can't trust, we have definitely have lost our trust in what we can believe and what we know uh, to be true. Uh, we've lost our trust even in our, our systems of justice and of law because you know, from judges we've lost trust in that and some of us are, are hoping that our trust can be reestablished in our justice system, even at the highest level with the Supreme Courts. Uh, but again, why are we placing so much trust in them? Uh, we've lost trust in, in in the law enforcement, in our police departments. And again, I know not everyone has. This doesn't mean that everyone has lost their trust. And I'm not trying to to criticize or make a position. I'm not. I'm just trying to speak the feelings that many of us have. And if we truly listen to each other, listen to people that are different than us, many people have lost their trust. And, and they lost their trust a long time ago. And some might say they never had that trust. Uh, but we realize, you know, that, that we have this sense of despair almost that we're not sure who or what we can trust anymore. There's been other things we've lost our trust in. Many, many people trust in uh, their wealth, right? They, we trust in our jobs, our ability to earn money. We trust in the economy. We trust in the stock market. Uh, but those things have proven time and again that th- that they can fail us. They cannot be there for us. When we, we've lost jobs and we, maybe we've lost our trust in even our career or our company or our business or our economy or whatever. There's, there's been a real loss of trust that's happened because of everything that we've been through. And during this pandemic, right, who can we trust? Um, there's been a lot of people who have, have not trusted um, science or, or doctors or medical people there. And we're being told that we should trust them. And, um, and definitely. You know, there's been this sense of what can we believe and who can we trust? And I think all of it's just come to the forefront uh, through this past year of 2020. Um, And here's the thing, you know, we should be able to put our trust in a lot of these things. And, And whether or not we trust or don't trust or whatever our level is, I hope we can all agree that we want things to be better. We want things to be better. I hope I can get an amen on that. That no matter what our position is or our perspective, that we want things to be better, don't we? Don't we always want the best leaders? Don't we always want the best law enforcement? Don't we, don't we always want the best economy for everyone? And don't we always want the best medicine and the best science for everyone? And and that's what we're pursuing. But Jeremiah, this prophet from thousands of years ago, speaks this word that I believe is still ringing out to us today. You know, don't trust in yourselves, trust in God. See, we want to trust in ourselves so much, right? We want to trust in our ability to control life, but haven't we yet learned that we can't control everything, no matter how smart, how powerful, you know, how connected, how whatever we are, we cannot control everything. And there's something about trusting in ourselves that has put us in a, in a place of this feeling of darkness and hopelessness, and despair. We want to trust that people are basically good and that people are going to do the right thing and that we can solve every problem. Uh, But we can't solve every problem because first of all, there's limitations to our understanding, there's limitations to our intelligence, there's limitations right? Even if we, and and I believe we've accomplished great things. That's not to say we haven't done anything. Humans have done an amazing thing. Our doctors and and our scientists, shout out to all of them, are doing amazing, wonderful work. But as many diseases as they cure, you know what they can't eliminate? Death. We are all going to die. We cannot avoid that. Our scientists and doctors are going to do a wonderful job of helping us to survive COVID-19, I believe it, and help us to survive many other diseases. But I hate to break the news to you, if this is the first time you heard it, you are still going to die. That final appointment with death is unavoidable. It's coming for every single one of us. And God consistently calls us in light of eternity, in light of things that are beyond us, to put our trust in Him and not to trust in ourselves. Why can't we trust in in, in the basic goodness of human beings? Well, because there is a corruption, and this corruption is a disease called sin that is in every one of our lives. And yes, we are made in the image of God, meaning every single one of us has beauty, value, and dignity. I can see it as I see you on the screen. You are beautiful. You are valuable. You have tremendous worth and tremendous things that God has given you. You are made in the image of God. But sin has marred that image. Sin has distorted that, in our lives. Sin has corrupted our hearts and our minds and is a disease that leads unto death. So we need healing from sin. And Jesus Christ is the only one who can heal us from our sin. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. God is the only one who can ultimately heal and can ultimately save. And because we're infected by this disease of sin, it infects our systems as well. It infects corporations, it infects governments, it infects societies, and we see that it it manifests itself in pride, in greed, in a a selfishness uh, that neglects or oppresses other people, in racism, in many other ways we see that there is sin, and sin needs to be dealt with. You see, God needs to heal us. We need a healing both individually and collectively. We need a healing of, of corporations we need the healing of systems we need a comprehensive healing that can only come from god now i want to be very clear because i know in the past a lot of christians have used this message, trusting God and God alone, uh, to to advocate that we abandon or leave all of these earthly pursuits. And I don't believe that that's the right answer. I I don't believe that God wants us to leave politics or to leave law enforcement or to leave the economy and the business marketplace or to leave the science and medical fields or anything else. In fact, if you were in any of those areas, God has probably called you and placed you there for such a time as this, to be his light, to be his soul, because see, God often works through us to bring, about his healing. So what does it mean that we trust in God and not trust in ourselves? Well, it means that we recognize and we we see God in every way that he is working. Let me try to give a couple examples. Um, If I were to get sick, if I were to get really sick, I would definitely go to a doctor. I don't think trusting in God means that I avoid doctors or that I don't do anything that science tells me. Believe me, I will do it. I will trust doctors. I will, I will trust scientists. I will trust that they will do everything that they can you know, to, to be a part of my healing. But above that and through all of that, I will trust God for my life. I will trust God for my soul. Remember the words of Jesus. What does it profit someone if they gain the whole world, but they lose their soul? You see, we must entrust ourselves at the highest level in the most comprehensive way to God. And so I believe that God would heal me through the doctors. God would heal me through the science because God created it all. God created it all. And I believe that God would heal me in ways that no one on this earth can heal me. Not just my body, but my spirit, my soul, my mind, my emotions, um, the world uh, that I live in. You see, we're going to be talking about a comprehensive type of healing as we go into 2021. Let me give you another example. Many of you know Brandon McGee, our friend who attends the Citadel of Love. He is a state representative uh, for the towns of Hartford and Windsor in Connecticut. And so he works in politics. Now, if he is supposed to trust in God and not trust in man, does that mean that Brandon leaves politics? No, it means exactly the opposite. In fact, if we have to leave something because we have no hope for it to change, then we're not really trusting God. You know, in a strange way, we're not trusting God by pulling out of stuff. We're trusting God when we stay in and believe that God is going to bring about his justice, his goodness. So Brandon, in trusting God, stays in politics and works for the good of all people and works to help people. And works to make our laws more just and more fair, Because not because he trusts in humanity or in flesh or in his own strength, but because he trusts in God and what God is going to do through him. I hope that I'm making this very clear, and I ask the Holy Spirit to help me if I'm not, that, that the Word of God, the, spoken through the Prophet Jeremiah, is calling us not to trust in our own strength, our own ability, or not to trust in human endeavors, but to trust in God. And it doesn't mean that there is this separation, but it means that God comes and, and becomes a part, an active participant in everything that we say and everything that we do. And that God's healing often comes as we surrender, as we submit ourselves to God and as we trust in God. I believe this message is needed because we live in this time, as I've described, where there there is so much that's going on, where we often feel so hopeless. And I believe that God is calling us to trust him. Um, The times that we've just lived through and that we're still in um, kind of remind me of this movie that I saw a few years ago that I believe is a parable uh, for the situation that we find ourselves in in humanity. The movie was called All Is Lost, and it was a movie about a, a man who's on a sailboat doing a solo voyage, and and the whole movie is just him. And it's Robert Redford on the sailing boat, and there's actually only 50 spoken words in the in the whole movie. It's a very different kind of movie. And what the story is about is this man who goes on the solo sailing vo- voyage, as he's done many times, and while he's sleeping one night in his little sailboat, it gets hit accidentally by a shipping container that's that's floating that had fallen off a ship somewhere and he gets a hole in his boat. And so he starts taking on water and he starts trying to deal with that. Well, then as, as you know, as, as parables go, everything seems to go wrong. And he loses his communication system. He can't contact anybody. His drinking water gets contaminated. Um, he's running out of supplies. He's surrounded by sharks. At one point, he goes into a storm. I mean, everything that can happen to him can happen in, a, in the ocean. Happens in, the, in this movie. And so he gets to the point where he has a few flares and he sees boats and he's trying to get someone's attention to help him. But 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 they don't see him. They don't they don't see his flares. And finally, at the end of the movie, you know he's getting down to to just having nothing left and not wondering if he's ever gonna be saved or not. And he sees one more boat and he doesn't have any flares. So he rips the pages out of his journal and he lights them on fire to try to get this boat's attention. But what happens is the fire gets out of control and begins to burn his boat. And he's forced to jump into the water and abandon his boat. And while he's floating there, um, feeling like all is lost, um, he starts to just give up and sink down in the ocean. But as he does, a boat comes by, a rescue boat, and he sees a light at the surface. And he looks up and he begins to swim towards the light. And as he almost gets to the surface, a hand reaches down and grabs his hand and pulls him up. Friends, this is a parable. This is a description of the situation we find ourselves in, is it not? Because we, are, we feel like we're lost. We feel like the, that so many things are happening and, and we feel like we're all alone, don't we? Haven't we not felt alone in 2020? Haven't we felt like like we're running out of everything? We're running out of, out of money, out of energy, out of ideas, out of hope, out of joy. We just feel like we're in despair and we feel like we're crying out for help, uh, but no one seems to be noticing. We don't know where our help's gonna come from. And maybe like, like the man in the ocean, you're ready to just give up. You're ready to just say, okay, I just surrender. All is lost. There's nothing I can do. But friends, I believe that God is saying to us in 2021, all is not lost. Because if we will look up If we will look up, we will see the light of Jesus Christ that is God's rescue that has come to save us. That God himself is reaching down his hand into the depths of where we are. And God is saying, trust me, take my hand, trust me. Our first step towards healing is to trust in God when all other things have failed us, including ourselves. So I'm calling on us as a community of believers in Jesus Christ, even those of you who are coming in, who are listening in, who are visiting, God is calling us to trust in him, to trust in him and to take his hand today. We're going to be talking about God's healing, which begins with our trust. But we're going to talk about healing in a comprehensive way. We're going to talk about all kinds of healing. So I asked Tia to read that verse from Psalm 103 for us as well. And I encourage you all to read Psalm 103. Several years ago, um, I I was a part of a church where we were challenged to memorize that Psalm one year. And and I think that would be great if you guys would memorize Psalm 103 this year. Um, Our kids did it, our whole family did it. It was beautiful. Um, But I believe the first six verses talk about the comprehensive nature and the different kinds of healing that God brings. The Psalm begins, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Praise his holy name. And then it says, praise God and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases. That's talking about our spiritual healing and our physical healing. It's talking about that basic healing we need to be forgiven by God. And again, it only comes through through God. Remember, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. Um, And then it says that God also redeems our life from the pit and crowns us with love and compassion. I believe that's describing the mental healing, the emotional healing, the identity healing that we all need. And then it says that he uh, satisfies our desires with good things and renews our youth like the eagles. And I believe that God wants to heal even our desires, um, our ambitions, our goals. God wants to heal our energy and our strength. And then finally it says that the Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. And I believe that God wants to bring a healing of justice. God wants to heal our economic system, our justice system. God God wants to heal us from the, the corporate and systemic sins that beset us. God wants to heal our nation. Our nation needs a healing. Our world needs a healing. Our corporations need a healing. Maybe your business needs a healing and maybe your economy needs a healing. And God wants to bring a comprehensive, full healing to each and every one of us. And 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 we do it by trusting in God, by believing in him. I want to speak just for a minute about the last part of the verse, because I believe it's important as well. It says, you know, you are the one that I praise. You are the one that I praise. And I, and I believe in this matter of trusting in God. We say we trust in God, but what we've done is we've really trusted in other things. And when we've trusted in other things, they become idols in our life. And I believe that the Lord has used 2020 to help us see that there are many idols that we have in our lives. We've made an idol out of political power. We've made an idol out of patriotism. We've made an idol out of prosperity. And and what happens when we have idols, sometimes it's not enough to just say, oh, you know, I, I can keep it around. I'll just put it in its proper place, you know. No, sometimes idols need to be smashed. They need to be smashed to the ground. And, and, and God needs to just Grab our attention, grab our hearts, grab our minds and say, I want you to worship me. I am the only one worthy of praise. I am the only one worthy of worship. So trusting in God means believing that God will heal us, meaning trusting God to save us, to forgive us of our sins. But it also includes uh, this singular commitment to worship God above all else, above all other authorities, all other powers. We worship God and God alone is worthy of our worship. And maybe if we've been disappointed or frustrated, you know, during this season, maybe it's because we trusted in something too much or we crossed that line and we made it into an idol and it replaced God in our lives. And I believe that God just wants to reassume the place of being the one whose hand is stretched out to us who's going to pull us out of this pit, pull us out of whatever we're in. When we feel like we're sinking, God's going to pull us out. Uh, But sometimes we're not looking up. We're looking around (laughs) and everything else, and we're looking down. But God tells us, I want you to look up, focus your attention on me. Uh, So this year, we really believe that if the Lord heals us, we will be healed. That if the Lord saves us, we will be saved. And that the Lord is the only one that we should praise. And we believe in one God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we believe in Jesus Christ as the full image and presence of God in this world. And so sometimes you'll hear us using interchangeably Jesus Christ and God. It's because we believe that Jesus Christ is fully God and that Jesus Christ is the only one who can heal, the only one who can save, and the only one we should praise. Um, I hope we can agree on that because if we're going to experience healing, we need to come together on the things that bind us together. And the message today, quite simply, is to trust in God. Put your trust in God now again I know that some people may say, well I don't know are you saying this or that and you know we've got to put our trust in God first so I just want to ask you a question Just think about your job where you work uh, your roles maybe your, your role is as a friend or a partner or or maybe your role you know as a parent just think about the roles you're in and just ask yourself this question am I trusting God in it? meaning are you consciously and intentionally seeking God's direction? God's wisdom and God's presence just just think about that for reflection right if it's your job think about it. at my job in my career in my business am I seeking intentionally seeking God's wisdom God's direction God's power and God's presence maybe you're not working that's okay maybe it's your relationships maybe you're a mother a father a grandparent maybe you're a mentor maybe uh, you know you have some other role that you're fun- maybe you're a caretaker for someone. In that role, are you intentionally seeking God's wisdom, God's direction, God's power, and God's presence? That's what I believe it means, friends, to trust in God, to work in the roles and in the places where God has us, but to do it by actively and intentionally seeking God's wisdom, direction, his power, and his presence. Well, anytime we preach on a theme for the year, uh, it's tempting to preach all the sermons in the first Sunday. I'll just admit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop right here and just say, join with us. Join with us in 2021 as we explore, and not just explore, but as I'm praying, experience God's comprehensive healing. Uh, so I want to I want to give you one invitation, one challenge, one exhortation uh, to do this year. That would be an intentional way of trusting in God. And it actually came from reading Jeremiah 17. Um, the whole chapter. At the end of the chapter, Jeremiah speaks to the people about what God wants them to change. And it's actually a very simple, singular issue. The issue God wants them to change is that they don't keep the Sabbath. The Sabbath, the day of rest, the day that's set apart to be holy. They're working on the Sabbath. And God says, you got to stop doing that. Because I think the issue is when we work on the Sabbath, when we don't take a day off, we're not really trusting God. We're trusting ourselves, are we not? For if we work seven days a week, or or if we just make every day the same, then there's something that we're not trusting, right? We're not trusting that everything is gonna be all right. Sabbath reminds us that the world will go on without us and that God wants us to rest and to trust him. What is Sabbath? Sabbath is just a day that God said, I want you to take one day a week and I want you to do no work, no work. And I want you to set it apart different from the other days. That's what holy means. Holy means to be set apart for God's purposes, and to be different from the rest. So a Sabbath day, a holy day, is to be set apart in your life as different from every other day. Now, I know there's a challenge in doing that, right? Because during this pandemic and during these holidays, all the days look alike. I'm not even sure what day it is part of the time. And every day runs into the next. And it's like, okay, how can I make any day different when I'm just at home every day or things are just raining together? And therein lies the challenge and the problem. You see, When you're working from home, right, it's hard to stop working. Sometimes when you're working your own business, it's hard to stop working. Um, Sometimes there's so many things that we got to do because we're, we're working somewhere else that we just feel like we can't take a day off. There's just always so much to do. There's always so much to do. But if we don't take a day off, if we don't Sabbath, then we're not trusting God. And if I'm asking us to trust God and that in trusting God, our healing will come, I'm asking us here on the first Sunday of 2021 to make this commitment for this year to take a day off of Sabbath rest, to set it apart for God and to make it different from the other days. So we need to be creative with that, don't we? How can we make each day, how can we make a day different? Well, first of all, it can be any day. The Jews practiced Sabbath on Saturday. The early Christians shifted that practice to Sunday. Uh, So you can choose Saturday or Sunday. Those days were chosen because they were traditionally not work days. Uh, But if you're in a job where you find yourself working on the weekends and you have another day off during the week, you could make that your Sabbath day. Your your Sabbath day could really be any day that you choose. But most people will choose Saturday or Sunday to make that their Sabbath day. Now, when I say do no work, I, I, I mean do no work. I mean, God's pretty clear. In fact, if you look at what he says, he says don't work more than he says anything else about the Sabbath. So yes, we worship God on the Sabbath, we go to church, we do those things, that's fine. But God doesn't mention worship as much as he mentions don't work. Stop working on the Sabbath. So what does that mean for us? Well, I think it means not checking our emails. I think it means intentionally not thinking about work, even though that's hard to do. And and instead, taking time to rest, taking time to create, taking time to play, taking time to just focus on God you know, because we need it. I mean, God's healing comes when we rest. Do you understand that? That if we want God's healing, even spiritual healing, mental healing, emotional healing, healing will come when we rest, when we rest in God. And it's an intentional rest. We intentionally focus on God for a day. We intentionally stop doing work. So I would suggest don't check your emails on your Sabbath. Don't go on social media. Maybe that's the way you can make the day different because I know we like to get on every day, right? But maybe we need to disconnect from that for one day and trust that whatever happens, you know, if something big happens in the world, we won't miss it. Somebody will text you and let you know if there's an earthquake somewhere. I mean, they, you know, it's okay to stay off social media, off the news, off information gathering. It's okay to take a day off from that. And friends, we need it. It's going to be part of our healing. It's going to be part of the way that we trust in God. So challenging you guys, take a Sabbath. Take a Sabbath. Take one day a week. Set it aside for God. Rest. Don't work. Play. Create. Fill your soul, intentionally be with your family and your close friends. And I believe in, in doing so, we will be putting our trust in God. And we will also be experiencing the healing that God wants to bring into our lives. Friends, 2021 is a time to heal. What are-